Hey everyone, Andy here. Uh, really excited to bring you this episode because, uh, as you may know, we've recorded a lot of episodes and kind of banked them and have been editing them over time and releasing them. We're actually going to jump ahead in the timeline to show off to you our brand new sound setup, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. It sounds great. No more karaoke booth. Uh, no more background noise. So uh, we still have a few more episodes to get through from the bank, from the vault. But we wanted to get this out there just to show you that it's worth sticking through with us through the early episodes as we're still kind of finding our voice, both in terms of our content and our quality. So thank you, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Cheers. Hello! Hey guys. It's me, Andy. It's me, Dave. Back yet again for another episode of Brunch Movies. Oh boy, we're back. Dave, I'm really excited for today's episode. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I, I am similarly excited. In general, how's life treating you, Andy? Life is, life is pretty good, man. Uh, uh, girlfriend's moving in pretty soon. Mm. Last Bachelor weekend right now. You're oh. seeing the results of it around my apartment. So there's a lot of f- flour uh, just uh, on the ground. I made tortillas. That's yeah. uh, that's my bachelor weekend. <laughs> I poor I made poor, I poorly made tortillas yeah. for myself on Friday night. My my move in with my fiance is now fully developed. So we're having the squabbles that come with the uh, first living together. Oh, that's so that's so sweet. I keep forgetting to close doors, you know. So like the bathroom I, doors, just every door. Oh, uh, okay. And is that a Japanese thing? You got to close all the doors. I didn't know that. Apparently, that's a Japanese thing, or it's a girl thing. It kind of is a thing. Like my girlfriend's apartment has like an automatic closing door. So when you go to the bathroom, like this door creaks open, Whoa. and then it and then creaks and like slams shut. And it's just it has to be. I don't know why there's even a door there, but there has to be. The uh, the light for the the toilet is outside the room that the toilet is housed. So after I go to the toilet, my dumb man brain is like, hey, you're done. Just walk back into the living room, and I just leave the light on. So when she comes in, she notices the light's on. It's a, she's, she doesn't understand why I can't just turn off the light. And Yeah, my, my light is outside of my bathroom door as well. <laughs> well, my light's on. It's just I forget to turn it off. Yeah. So this is the, the squabbles that we're dealing with. It's very cute. It's, very, it's a hard life. It's a hard life. It sounds much like young love, David. Young love. And, 30-year-old love. <laughs> and I'm going to use that to segue into uh, our, our movie today. Well done. I said I was excited because uh, the movie we're talking about is Clueless. Now, a little bit of history. This is the very first PG-13 movie that I ever saw in my life. Wow. Mine was uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's pretty... That's, a, that's an older movie. My, I saw... So I saw Clueless, and I saw Wayne's World. Very nice. And... After that, Ace Ventura. Yeah. Man, I can't believe you saw Happy Gilmore before Ace Ventura. It was on TV at my friend's house, and we sat down. And I was like, ooh, this is a little bit different than the, the movies I've been watching to date. Wow. Yeah, pretty saucy. Okay. Well, so we're talking about Clueless. Uh, at the time when I saw it, I was uh, the ripe old age of 10, mm. and uh, I really loved it then. I think mostly because I it was PG-13. There is uh, some... Ra- raunchy stuff going on yeah i definitely didn't pick up on a lot of the jokes yeah. um uh, when i for, when i watched it again for the first time as an adult 
the joke that made me laugh the most was when they're playing tennis and the girl had a nose job and she says to the coach, uh, coach, I'm, my plastic surgeon said I'm not supposed to do anything where balls come flying towards my face. <laughs> Fine. Amber, Miss Stoger, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. <laughs> And of course, all of the things about being a virgin went over my head. Yeah, the the, the focus on virginity, purity, and stuff like that. Yeah, you're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like I laughed at that, but yeah. I don't. I didn't know what that meant at all. Yeah. I had heard of the Virgin Mary. It's such a, a trope in all high school movies: the fixation on virginity, and this one does not escape that either. Um, but it's a motivation when you're in high school, so it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't see this movie until I was much older. I think the first time I saw it was maybe like 28, like two years ago. Uh, you were missing out, man. Yeah. I mean, there was that Iggy Azalea song. I'm so... You know? Yeah. And, Featuring and Charlie XCX. XCX. She, she's made a bit of a thing for herself. Um, well, I mean, she was writing all the hot songs, and so yeah. it just makes sense that she uh, makes her own hot songs. But in, in that music video, they're dressed up um, like Clueless, and because I hadn't seen Clueless until I think that song came out, I was like, oh, I should probably see Clueless. So. Wow. Well, you're, you're missing Thank out. Thank you, Iggy, for getting me into and Clueless. And so if anyone else is a David type, hasn't seen Clueless or is holding off, uh, we're going to spoil it for you here. Uh, the plot of Clueless is a – it's set in the in set in the valley. Mm. It's set in Los Angeles with you know rich valley girls, uh, much like the Frank Zappa song, Valley Girl. Oh, we should use that as the intro to this. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it follows uh, Cher, who is – Formerly married to Sonny. <laughs> Sonny, Bono, Sonny Bono's wife. Cher is your just everyday average teenage girl that has a billionaire father, drives around in a topless white Jeep, even though she doesn't have a license. That's She's nice. the most popular girl in school, but she hasn't found love and therefore is a virgin. You know, she thinks she's too good for a lot of people. But she also, she's kind of like a Regina George, but with a heart of gold. Yeah, she's not uh, inherently bad person she doesn't gossip or well she gossips but she's not uh you know doesn't act ill towards others yeah she's she's she definitely though is you know thinks she's elite so okay the attorney general says there's too much violence on tv and that should stop but even if you took out all the violent shows you could still see the news and so until mankind is peaceful enough not to have violence on the news there's no point in taking out of shows that need it for entertainment value. Thank you. Through her, her life and her kind of misadventures in dating. And she takes a girl under her wing, a new girl to school, to try and fix her up and make her valley ready because mm. she's kind of a country bumpkin, played by uh, Brittany Murphy, okay. R.I.P. And, um, what? and uh, then, uh, you know, she ends up falling in love with her brother, uh, her stepbrother. Half brother, step stepbrother. I think the, if it was true incest, I don't think they would allow it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it was stepbrother, uh, played by Paul Rudd, and but this podcast supports true incest. We we need to get that out there. We're... Okay, yeah, but uh, well, David, David, David does, and um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty <laughs> much it, I guess. There's some incest. Uh, she helps out a girl. Oh, she helps some teachers uh, fall in love to get better grades. Right, yeah. If if the teacher's happy, they're more want to give out 
good grades. That's that's how it works. And her dad is proud of her because she uses negotiation skills yeah. to because her dad's a lawyer mm. to kind of fix things up. That guy knows the art of the deal, and that's kind of how Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, he is kind of a Trumpian guy, isn't he? A little bit. Do, they have like a weird painting of of the, her mother in the house, right? Mm. Yeah, and because they're you know rich and they have like this huge staircase, and her mother's dead. So um, yeah, they have like this painting of her. It's kind of weird. I think this movie, like a lot of them, it's it's character driven. So there's a lot of characters we should go through. Yeah, um, you have already mentioned Alicia Silverstone. Really tragic about that entire situation, but uh, great was a great actress. What? Wait, what? What do you What do you mean? Well, what's tragic about Alicia Silverstone? I, I mean, she, I haven't seen her on in movies in a while, but yeah, she's dead. She's dead. Alicia Silverstone died after the Batman movie. I. Or was it like 2006? I remember something. I don't think... No, no, dude, Brittany Murphy is dead. No, Brittany Murphy... (laughs) What are you talking about? She was in uh, King of the Hill. She does the voice for Luann in King of the Hill. Yeah. That show's still on, isn't it? it? That show's not still on. That show's not on. But she's still... She's around. No, no, Brittany Murphy died. Brittany Uh, Murphy was in... Weird circumstances. Brittany Murphy was in a bunch of movies after this movie. She had a very successful career. She's in 8 Mile. She's an eight mile, but she passed after that. Where, where's Alicia Silverstone? You're confusing Alicia Silverstone. No, I think you're confusing Alicia Silverstone I and Brittany Murphy. I, they look completely different, and their names are different. So I wouldn't. Are right, we gonna R.I.P. Alicia Silverstone? No, no. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. No, they're both wonderful though in this movie. Are we going to agree to disagree on this one? Yeah, and we're not going to fact check this. No, that's yeah. not the type of podcast. No, we we're are. not a looking. We're not. We're a, I'm never googling that. We're no not a one, Google podcast. We're not a Google podcast, and no one informed me. Who is correct in this? I don't want to know. Okay. R.I.P. Alicia Silverstone. Okay, and then uh, also the the new girl to town, the country bumpkin that they try and kind of fix up. She's she's much like the Lindsay Lohan character in the movie, except not the main character, but th- that's Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. She's not dead. She's beautiful. Squeeze your buttocks when you come up. Squeeze. Yeah, awesome. I don't want to do this anymore. On my buns, they don't feel nothing like I'll steel. Okay. It will get easier, I promise. Just as long as we do it every day, not just sporadically. How do you know if we're doing it sporadically? That's another thing, Ty. We've got to work on your accent and vocabulary. See, sporadic means once in a while. Try and use it in a sentence today. All right. Okay, from now on, we're alternating Cindy Crawford's aerobicize and Buns of Steel. Uh, there's also uh, Cher's best friend, which we mentioned, Dion, played by Stacey Dash. Future Fox News contributor. Yeah, she's uh she's she's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit. You know, if you're watching this movie and thinking like, oh, these blonde bimbos from the yeah. valley mm. are clueless, I wouldn't have guessed that Stacey Dash would be the one that um, was actually clueless. Was actually, actually yeah. clueless. She uh, <laughs> it was the hottest take I've ever heard. Abolish Black History Month because that's divisive. <laughs> because we have to make up our minds. Either we want to have segregation or integration. And if we don't want segregation, then we need to get rid of channels like BET and the BET Awards and the Image Awards, where you're only awarded if you're black. If it were the other way around, we would be up in arms. It's a double standard. So you say there shouldn't be a BET channel? No, I don't think so, no. Just like there shouldn't be a Black History Month. Yeah, that was a. She had some interesting ideas yeah. on that, yeah. uh, and was kind enough to go on Fox News to share them. Right. I love people that are, you know, have hot takes about their their culture mm. and and meaning their culture is not white. Right. Because you know white culture is just 
everything on TV. Yeah. I love people that you know have hot takes on their culture and go to Fox News to put them out. One hundred percent. If you are Asian and you dislike some aspect of Asian culture, welcome to Fox News. Yeah, like if you're a pretty Korean lady, yeah, that works in the security department, right. And that's what Donald Trump calls you is a pretty Korean lady. Yeah. You should go on Fox News and say that you really like being called that. Yeah, you like being called a pretty Korean lady, and you want to bomb the shit out of your, you know, the the, the entire peninsula. Just to just to um, fix that up, she she didn't actually go on Fox News. That's just a no. That's just a joke. But it's just a current event that uh, Fox applies. News does bring on the types that are um, critical towards their own cultures, and then is, then does the C. What did we tell you? This yeah. is what we did. This is what they... I wonder if they used the same casting department that Trump used to get black people to like be at his rallies. Oh, I remember he pointed to one guy in the crowd. There's my black guy. <laughs> it was a rough one. That was a rough one. Yeah, that's a... Uh... But they got Amarosa in the White House. So... Oh, no, she's out. No, she's out. She's oh, out. R.I.P. R.I.P. She, she, did she die? Is that why she's out? Yeah, she's dead. Oh, my God. R.I.P. Amarosa. Do not... Fact check that. Do not let us know. He said you're fired, and <laughs> yeah. and what he meant was the firing squad was was coming. <laughs> he has a Doctor Evil button he pushes, and she just drops under the chair to the fire pit. Oh man, I I hope that right next to the the Diet Coke button, Donald Trump has the <laughs> the Doctor Evil button. That's how it works. Very well, good. This is a, this is quite a tangent uh, that we've gotten yeah, on to. It's fine. Donald Faison, uh, of of Scrubs fame, Scrubs best show ever made. Uh, no. Well, what, wait, what? Um, so you're either a Scrubs guy or you're an ER guy. <laughs> Are those two mutually exclusive? Yes. Really? Because either you really like doctors and think doctors are good and do good in the world, or you think doctors are clowns. See, I am opposed to vaccines. We're an anti-vax podcast, everyone. I feel like that's a Stacey Dash opinion. That's a Stacey Dash opinion. I don't want to put words in her mouth. But no, we're, we're pro-vax, not, not sarcastically. But see, in Scrubs, they have heart. You know, it's a show about heart and friendship and brotherly love. And and ER is just about uh, George Clooney strutting in, launching his career. Yo, George Clooney went against the rules <laughs> to save a baby whose mom was a crackhead yeah. by trying this experimental <laughs> detox to make, make sure that baby was not a crackhead. Mm-hmm. And he succeeded and was fired. And it wasn't his fault. That's why he left ER. All right. <laughs> So, sorry, George Clooney. I've seen that episode. I I have never watched ER, so maybe it is mutually exclusive. I have seen a lot of Scrubs. I did burn out on Scrubs. I think everyone kind of burns out on Scrubs when you realize it's the same episode every every day. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good show. Not a good uh, show. So, so yeah, there's all these characters in it. Uh, oh, there's also Brecken Meyer plays a, a skater punk kid. Mm. Uh, he he becomes the significant other of Brittany Murphy. Love love interest. Yeah. And then we also have uh, the indelible uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, and this we're, we're big Paul Rudd guys. Paul Rudd, I think we should maybe just take it from here and go right into hot takes, hot cakes. <laughs> Paul Rudd is the hot take. Paul Rudd is no, 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 no. no. Paul Rudd's a hot cake. Paul Rudd is the hot cake. Yeah. We we had a little chat before the movie, and we're both on board with this. Yeah. Where this is going to be the first double hot cake of the podcast, Paul Rudd. It's a flapjack pile stacked high, and that's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is as handsome today as he was in Clueless. He does not age. He just gets in better shape and becomes more handsome. His he was, hair. He's is... studying to be a lawyer in this film. Right. He watches the real news about the Middle East and educates Cher. Yeah. 
he he's not just smart but also handsome in ant-man he has his shirt off at one point and he's like fixing a wound that he got while training with um the ant-man people i don't know i can't remember who the actress was and he is just ripped like nine pack and uh yeah, I'm really disappointed we didn't have a shirtless uh, scene in this. I mean, he's sitting by the pool reading uh, Niche. Yeah, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. <laughs> is, is that what he's reading? God is dead. Yeah, and he's wearing like black sunglasses, and mm-hmm. you know, he's like the college kid. He's like the oh, I'm, I'm him the... and Alicia Silverstone should have both done a shirtless scene in this movie. Oh yeah, hot take. Yeah, but we didn't have many chances to. No. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, that, so our hot cake is. Uh, is yeah. Paul Rudd? Yeah. Uh, what's what's your hot take for this? Incest is back, boys, and it's back for good in the '90s. It kind of stopped after this movie ended, but essentially, the grooming that Paul Rudd engages in of his younger stepsister—we're going to say stepsister, but yeah, stepsister—is does that cross the line into creepy incestuous type stuff? Legally, it does. I think in 1995 it did. In '95, yeah. Okay, okay, so he's kind of a Baldwin. What would he want with Ty? She could make him happy. Josh needs someone with imagination, someone to take care of him, someone to laugh at his jokes, in case he ever makes any. Then suddenly, oh my God! I love Josh. I'm majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. Now I don't know how to act around him. Although it sounds like his mom was already divorced from her you dad. Know, I have this embarrassing search on my phone now. It's called uh, 90s incest movies to try to confirm my hypothesis that the 90s was bringing incest back. That's been on your phone since for five years. Since About before six the, years. Uh, before this podcast. <laughs> and I, um, <clears throat> a, a large, large number of the incest movies apparently came out in the 80s. There was some book. I don't know what it was, but some brother and sister like forced to. Yeah. Anyway, so that's not not big in the '90s, but it's back. Do you think that this movie presupposed Game of Thrones? Oh, spo- spoiler alert! Oh, so, oh, Game of Thrones spoilers. I'm Brunch. Spoiler alert! Ooh, Paul Rudd is Jamie, and Alicia Silverstone, R.I.P., is Cersei. Yeah, but they definitely have more of a Jon Snow Khaleesi vibe going. on. I think so. It's his aunt, <laughs> which is okay. Um, yeah, so I, I, so just not incest is back. It should never have ended, but it did end at the end of this movie, and for maybe for humanity's sake, that's good. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with this. What's your hot take? Oh yeah, my hot take is that Clueless is better than Mean Girls. Don't Ooh. at me. Oh, don't go at him. Can you give a little justification for this reason? Yeah, so I kind of in a, in the summary, the poor the poor summary I did of this film. I kind of talked about how the plots are pretty similar to Mean Girls. There's some kind of character analogs. Lindsay Lohan is kind of like the new fish at school. And the Mean Girls, Regina George and her kind of crew of popular girls kind of take her under the wing. Yeah. And Mean Girls kind of twists it to make it a story about, you know, kind of revenge on them. The, the lasting legacy of Mean Girls is actually that, like, Regina George is cool. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's the character they identify with. Whereas in Clueless, the Regina George character is, is is the main character, Cher. But instead of being a jerk and kind of hating the new girl and, and trying to trick her, she's actually really trying to help her. And in helping her, she learns something about herself. 
It's pretty deep analysis, man. And so that's that's where I'm. That's where I really think Clueless is, is better. I think Clueless has some better jokes too in it. It's like more of like a real joke movie rather than I don't. Know, Tina Tina Fey is obviously hilarious and incredible, but that movie was kind of more like gags rather than like written jokes. Right. I think they're both uh, among high school movies, some of the best easily. Yes. You know, probably top five. Um, Ferris Bueller, that's kind of a high school movie. Maybe we throw it in there, but yeah. there's a running theme a little bit then with the brunchiness of these high school movies. And, but just the juxtaposition between mean girls, which is also women centric and clueless, which is women centric. It's, it's a good point. I, I personally prefer Mean Girls. It's closer to when I was growing up, um, and I've watched it a lot more. So I just liked Mean Girls. But Clueless is a funny movie. So Yeah, the people in Mean Girls definitely seem more like high schoolers. For sure, yeah. Even though I think Regina George is like 35 in the movie. She's like 29 years old. Oh, okay, 29. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Clueless definitely has that, that feeling that, oh, these are all just adults playing high schoolers. And also, it's kind of this magical valley school where they all seem like adults anyway. It's really funny to watch it now. They're all talking on cell phones, and the cell phones are like when I saw the movie. Bricks. It's like, wait, what's a cell phone? <laughs> you know, yeah. like we didn't have cell phones in Michigan. Yeah, but in 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 the valley, they did. We had car phones. Yeah, we had car phones, but yeah. no, they they have cell phones, and and like the scene of them in high school, kind of walking down the hall. And they're talking on the phone to her friend in high school, and mm. then they like kind of run into each other and then put away their phones. That's something that's just like so normal today. Although no one even calls people on the phone anymore. But at that time, it was like, oh, haha! I, I can't believe these people like they're using these phones to talk to each other, and then they're standing right next to each other. What a what a world! Yeah, and and yeah, that just became normal. In in terms of high school movies, is this like your favorite high school movie? Would you have a favorite high school movie? High school this, genre movie. This is this is definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't I can't like pull one out and say mine that. would probably be Super Bad. Um, yeah, Super Bad is a really good one. Yeah, Super Bad. Is that a brunch or, movie? We should try it out. It's a lot of swearing and there's some gross stuff in it. It's it's yeah, it's all at night too. Yeah, it doesn't have a it doesn't have a brunch palette. No. Clueless has a brunch palette for sure. Clueless is. Should has we, kind of that 90s. Yeah, we can go into the brunchiness factor here. Then we're wrapping up hot takes and hot cakes. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's close the old hot <laughs> takes, hot bakes, bakes, hot cakes. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really good at this segment. Yeah. That's closed now, though. So we're not talking about that. So we're talking about brunchiness here. Yeah. Clueless is like the ideal brunch palette. It kind of has that 90s bright wash in the film. That I feel like kind of like HD cameras, yeah, don't really produce anymore. Another LA movie for us. Um, yeah, LA is definitely a brunch city. Yeah, LA, the sun, you got the fresh ingredients, the hold my avocado type people, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's yeah, and and it takes place mostly during the day. There's a few scenes at night. There's the the party scene, the rolling with my homies. That was great. Where they go? Where did they go for that? They went outside into the valley. Was it? They, I forget. I've, I've never lived in LA. I've yeah, they that. talk about they talk about LA neighborhoods here, and this is yeah. back when LA was still kind of a shady place. So once she leaves her safe, protected, gated community, she gets mugged immediately. That's right. Has to use a payphone. There's another thing that's just not existent anymore. Her cell phone gets taken. That's right. I think you can still find payphones. 
Yeah, but my brother has never made a call on a, on a payphone. He's yeah. nine years younger than me. I don't think I ever have. I did. I did. I used yeah. to. I used to go see movies and and uh, call yeah. my parents to get picked up. Is uh, Andy available to play? From a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who is this? <laughs> this is the thirty-year-old version of me. But uh, I, I I think so. I think L.A. is kind of maybe the reigning brunch champion city right now and this movie is all about la and And rich people also are brunch champions yeah because they have the time and largesse to engage in long brunches with mimosas is brunch the first thing to be ungentrified oh the decommodification of brunch i don't know know about that (laughs) i think that so you're saying us plebs are finally getting access to taking brunch away from the rich folks that's great it's going to be a brunch revolution. Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. So forget the acceleration towards some type of socialist revival. We're talking about brunch. We're taking brunch back from all the richies. Yeah. Bring it to the folks that need it. The, the blue collar people that need their brunch. Exactly. Yeah. No more breakfast. No more breakfast. We're brunch. skipping breakfast. We're skipping breakfast We're going today. straight to brunch. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree. Actually, quite a brunchy movie. Um, it's funny. Uh, Paul Rudd is great. The character, so the handsome. acting's great. He's so handsome. Yeah, the acting is great. The writing is great. Uh, it's written and directed by a woman whose name I don't remember because. Do you think it would have been better if it was directed by a man? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good question to ask in today's Hollywood. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think with a man behind the wheel, <laughs> could that movie have been even better? Do you think? I'm sorry. That was a joke. Don't hate us. Um, I do think that. The act like the directing was great. It was fun, you know, and it it's a very memorable movie. Despite yeah, it's like and, flaws and shortcomings. And, and coming back to all the different characters, everything kind of gets wrapped up. You know, Dion and uh, Ty. No, Ty is the handsome guy. Ty. No, Ty is Brittany Murphy, right? Oh yeah, who's Ty, the handsome? Ty, who's Ty the... in mean in Indonesian means shit. I read that in, in I read that on an IMDb. So okay, if you ever in Indonesia. They probably changed their name. Don't order a Mai Tai. <laughs> okay. In Indonesia. In but Indonesia. if where's the Mai Tai even from? I think Singapore. No, that's a Singapore slang. Uh, I don't know. Thailand? Maybe. Could be. I, I could go for a Mai Tai right it now. Sounds nice. Yeah. Ooh, Mai Tai with brunch. That could be good. Not bad. This, those those cocktails are always good. We need to get some Bangalorean cinema and, uh, you know, have mm. some Mai Tais with it. Boom. To really, you know... Match stereotypes. We will be doing a man on the street. That'll be coming. Get ready for that. Okay, we got man in the street coming up. Little preview of the pod. Man, we're getting really off track in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Let's get back. So, in. so yeah, everything kind of gets wrapped up. You know, Brittany Murphy kind of goes through this transition of she wants to be like Cher, and she's really happy that Cher is helping her, and then kind of rebels against her and finds her own way, and Cher kind of. Cher learns from that, and then Brittany Murphy eventually, you know, goes with the skater guy who Cher originally said, stay away from. And Cher was also friends with the stoner skater guy, even though she normally wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And I forget uh, I forget what what Dee and, and her man end up patching up. I think they patch it up. They have a, they have a scare on a highway where Dion ac- ac- actually gets on the, accidentally gets on the highway, and she mm-hmm. freaks so, out. That's a funny scene. Yeah. There's, there's, like, an old guy passing them, like, flicking them <laughs> off, and yeah, it's... 
It's like that's like the most action packed scene in the film is is them getting on the highway for thirty seconds, getting on <laughs> on one on ramp and then off the next. Memorable scene. I, I think that's also part of like the brunchiness, though. You could turn it on, and that familiarity concept that we talk about. So, for me, it's absolutely certified brunchy movie. No problem. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the characters are, are so identifiable just immediately. Like, you can pick up in any scene and be like, oh, I know this character is thinking this way. This character is thinking this way. The behavior makes sense. The the jokes land. The scenes work. There's not there's not a lot of baggage in this movie. No. it's it And it kind of has that day in the life feeling to it as well. Although it's not a single day movie. It's like a single semester, but... Right. Yeah. But it kind of does fit that where... It's not like, oh, we need to get to this next plot point. We need to get to this next plot point. It's It kind of gives us the plot through, oh, this is how life works for this girl and in this girl's head. Definitely. like The character-driven element of these movies is, I think, a common theme. At one point, we should like put together a, sp- a spreadsheet to... You know, analyze what we think. Yeah. The... Now that we're given, uh, now that we're given, dropping hints about what's to come in the podcast, uh, we will be doing. Well, in February, we're going to be doing rom coms. So this is kind of a teaser. This is kind of a rom com. Bit. A yeah. bit of one. And so we're going to be doing some rom coms in honor of Valentine's Day. And I think after that, we're going to we should launch into award season. To yeah. Match. I, I don't I don't remember when the Oscars are. They're soonish. I think they're relatively soonish. February ish. So we're we're thinking end of February, March. Well, we're gonna have a, an award show called the Brunchies, mm-hmm. and the Brunchies we're gonna award give awards to acting, directing. Uh, we'll figure out the category. Best best brunch movie, but it's gonna be only of the movies that we've already watched for this podcast. Yeah, it'll be like the end of season one, and season one has been quite a experience going from recording in karaoke booths to getting a proper setup. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we'd love your input on that uh, if you have any nominations for brunchies. Very good. So to, to top this one off, we got to speak to our uh, pairings. Our pairings, yes. So for me, this is a movie about L.A. It's about shallow culture. Yeah. And me personally looking in the mirror, I realized I could drop a couple pounds. So I'm thinking a lot of actresses and actors feel the same way. So my brunch is straight vodka and some diet pills with soylent okay so the uh the the party girl yeah like the college the college girl diet college girl diet you gotta cut calories to be able to drink exactly and then the soylent to just get those very new (laughs) essential vitamins Mm -hmm. and and then beyond that i'm done Okay, I'm going in that vein too, and I'm yeah. going to borrow some tips that we that we take from Cher in, in the film. Uh, she's coaching Ty on you know how to be healthy and stay fit. They're trying to do buns of steel, so she's she's cooking or they make like chicken or something. So my 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 pairing is going to be egg whites, scrambled egg whites, with a little side salad with just a, a sprinkle of olive oil and balsamic Ooh. on there. Is it mixed pre, or is it are they are they added separately before this the salad? Well, it's um, it's chef's choice. Okay, it's it's as the chef would would sure. indicate. Cher doesn't specify. Okay, maybe she says on the side. I'm not sure. Mm. That's the way to do it if you're losing weight. I see girls dip the lettuce into the the dressing to, yeah. so they control. Yeah, <laughs> Guy, guys can do that too. <laughs> no, no I, I can't do that. That's against the rules. But but you have to cut it with a knife and fork, and you have to do uh-huh. it the proper way. You know, the proper manner way because yeah. that actually cuts calories the way you're. 
Oh, you're moving cutting. those arms. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what Cher taught me in this movie is that you actually cut calories by eating it that way. So if you're if you're knifing a steak for quite a bit, like a skirt ska- steak that hasn't been cooked correctly, you're burning more calories than you're putting in. Yeah, maybe maybe get the steak and eggs, but just Ooh. just throw the steak out. Okay. So cut the steak, egg yeah. whites, side yeah. salad. Cut the steak up and then just put it right in the trash. Yeah, and and don't 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 donate it. We don't need to help out those people. Maybe give it to that that uh, stoner punk. Okay. Yeah. Good. He, he needs some steak. Well, he might be vegetarian because punks are cool like that. Yeah. Punks are cool like that. Oh, there's a lot of ska in this movie. Oh yeah. Hey, you must Mighty Mighty Boston. Oh yeah, my gosh! Yeah. How do we not talk about <laughs> Mighty Mighty Boston? Yeah, there's a lot of ska in this movie. I was surprised you didn't. Uh... Yeah, David. I've never had to knock on wood. No, but I know someone who has. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The the Boston's. Oh, and we didn't even go into the whole uh, plot of Cher falling in love with the gay, gay guy. guy. Yeah, that's a big yeah, plot. Nineteen ninety five. A gay guy is that's pretty uh, racy stuff. Yeah, for a teenage movie. For a teenage movie, for sure. I mean, that's definitely the first time in a movie that. Well, probably the first time I watched it, I didn't even understand what that meant. Just, it just he wasn't like he interested. Was interested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, at, at the ripe age of ten. But I, I, I mean, obviously there were movies with gay characters, but one aimed at teens, I'm not so sure. And I'm sure that L.A. was a bit ahead of the times in terms of kids coming out in high school. And I'm sure Hollywood patted themselves on the back for doing that. As they should, because Hollywood is great. Yeah, and that's... Hollywood really treats women and... <laughs> and, and, and men. And men, fairly. Fairly. Minorities. Everyone is taken care of in Hollywood. Gays, straights. Doesn't matter. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you. Thanks, Hollywood. On that note, thank you, Hollywood, for all the good you've done in the <laughs> all world. All the good you've done. Thank you. Because I don't read the news, and so I'm just going to assume that Hollywood is still the great place that it's always been. This podcast, we don't read. And we're, we're throwing books out. We're throwing Wikipedia out. No Google. Nope. We only do Twitter. We think with our guts. <laughs> we're gut guys. We're gut guys. We're gut guys. And, well... And and like my my guts right now, which yeah. are a mess. Mm. This podcast was a bit of a mess. We jumped around a lot. I like it. It's good. Yeah, I think it's good too. <laughs> uh, and just uh, I'm gonna sign off with R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. R.I.P. Alicia. We'll uh, always remember you. Bye, Fel- Alicia. Bye, Alicia. <laughs> Cheers. Make sure to follow our Twitter, and you can get our podcast on iTunes now. Also, we've simplified the SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com/slash/brunchbooms. See you soon. Have you ever been close to tragedy? Or been close to folks who have? Have you ever been?